here. Hi everybody, welcome to this episode of The Forum Mates. I'm delighted today to have Steph Marshall from Sainsbury's Argos with me. Hi Steph, how are you? I'm very well, thank you Alison. Good, yes. Nice good, sunny good. day here. Oh good, sunny here too. Yeah, good. nice. <laughs> so, um, Steph, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us about who you are, um, how you've got to where you are in your career and what your role is now? Yeah, certainly. So yeah, hi everybody. Um, I, 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 as Alison said, I'm currently working for Sainsbury's. Absolutely love working for Sainsbury's. A brilliant brand. A brand actually that I I sought out. Um, so my 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 time before my my time before joining the little Sainsbury's family, um, I was working in outsourced contact centres. Um, so I was lucky enough to work with lots of different brands, lots of different um, clients, lots of different types of contact centres. Um, one of which being kind of a an, a, a, a large insurance contact centre, um, other retail ones, and Sainsbury's was one of those customers for a little bit of time. Um, and I really liked the way that they made me work the way how, how hard they made me work but how much they they cared for their their colleagues and for their customers so I guess in, in any kind of outsource management you're always kind of making a note of those clients that you like and those clients that you're like gosh this this doesn't feel like it's working as well and, and there was definitely a synergy with Sainsbury's so I really did seek them out for a future job opportunity but yeah um like a, a lot of people, I, I didn't um, wake up one day and decide I'm going to work in operations in a contact centre. That's going to be fantastic. Um, the kind of the career, I guess, just kind of seeks you out. So um, I, I went to university. Um, I wanted desperately to be a historical site manager. I am a real history and art um, geek out there. Love, love reading, love all of that sort of stuff. Um, and and when I when I finished uni, I was offered a couple of placements to do some kind of assistant curatorial work, but it was all done in London, and I needed to pay the bills and all of that sort of thing. So I didn't I didn't follow um, that route. I was I, I carried on working um, managing in retail. So I worked for Morrison's, loved my Morrison's family as well. That was a good time. Um, check out managing, um, and then was lucky enough to get on a graduate scheme with um, a telecoms provider, a telecoms business, a wireless service provider um, and really started quite a progressive career there um, and I, th I guess it was through merger and acquisitions at that business where they were growing teams at launching contact centers that I really found synergies between what I'd done in the retail space running um, you know checkouts making sure that people got through checkouts efficiently managing big teams of people you know you've got 30 people on a day in your checkouts that um i could start to see some opportunities of of how i could yeah line manage i guess in 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 the contact center space and then i just fell in love with how measured it was and how monitored it was and how much data there was everywhere and all of the different types of people that you meet in a contact center you can have people that um you know are working a couple of hours um a, a day you know supporting families and coming for a bit almost the social aspect of it and then people similar to myself who were like this this could really go I could really have a career here um and I loved that the diversity so yeah I guess that's kind of 
a little bit of a potted highlights there. Uh, current role, uh, I'm performance manager within Sainsbury's contact centres. So um, this is a this is a fab role, and it, it will be dear to my heart forever, whether I'm doing it forever or not. But um, we it, Sainsbury's. Um, really, as I say, invest in 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 their people and invest in um, in in coaching and the coaching culture that exists in most contact centres, but it exists throughout all of Sainsbury's, where we really give people the skills and expertise to to do their job well. So. Um, in my role as performance manager, I'm lucky enough to lead and, and manage 10 performance coaches who get out into the operation and support either team managers who are responsible for leading, you know, up to 20 colleagues in their team um, and our outsource partners um, also kind of work work in supporting projects to make sure that we land them and we understand the impact that they have on our KPIs and our overall performance. Um, so I lead that team of people to deliver initiatives to improve performance, but then also to stand up for the quality of our performance as well. So what you would consider maybe a more conventional quality function around evaluating contacts and all of that sort of stuff, that's very much in our world as well. I was just going to say that. So it's not you're you're not managing a team of people who are just doing tick boxes to go. No. Yeah that was said on the call yes that was said no that was said. so that's brilliant so you're you're doing that wider role of yeah that and stuff brilliant yeah absolutely yeah we moved away from from that I mean I think everybody's done their bit in in the quality space of like let's just really check that you do say it and you say it like this or you've you've written it like that and we're quite prescribed but I think with the world of automation and you know deflection out there and and lots of ways that customers can self-serve when they genuinely do want to speak to a person they want to feel like it's a person so we, we we really try and kind of encourage that we're not scripted we're not a scripted contact center yes we'll have all of the wonderful things around like pre-pops to make things a bit more efficient and we'll really spend time with people to make sure they they know the kind of phrasing of the brand but we want you to be a human it's one of the the valued behaviors of the business is to, is to be human so it's great actually that we've developed a quality framework that really draws that out um, and then we just use the framework to find an opportunity of improvement in in a in a contact but we, we wouldn't go after everything there'll be one significant thing that maybe has been missing um, and we'll we'll set objectives and through coaching we'll work on that with a colleague so yeah I think we've we've come a long way in that space <laughs> brilliant brilliant so so what's the best thing about your job oh the best thing um I uh, so I am an operational person by by heart, by heart. So I do love being close to be when you can see, still in this role. I'm close enough to still see, even though I do, I'm not directly responsible for anybody in our operation anymore. I'm very much a support service kind of uh, lady now, but I'm still close enough to see that impact. Um, and I, I love that. I'm very much like I like to be able to see the measure and know the difference I've done. I'm really driven by that contribution. So yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really, I think because I'm still close enough to that operational pull, um, that that is a that is a great one for me. That kind of teamship piece of we're all in it together. Um, 
and people and I'm, I'm always going to say that but people I do love people I love listening to it's a, you know it's not a, re- a requirement of my job to be in a room listening to contacts but I, ca- I can't help it I've got I've always love listening to those weird and wonderful customer journeys and and some of the things that colleagues are faced with it's like honestly I think it's one of the most interesting jobs and you've so got to have your wits about you um with what you're doing as a, as a contact center advisor because every day is so different every customer every situation is so different it really is a vocation I think nowadays yeah I think so I think so and and you talked about automation there Mm. earlier so um there's less of those simple calls for people to do absolutely yeah self-serve and all that fixes a lot of stuff for customers so by the time they get through to advisors now it's usually something more complicated or yeah they're really chunky ones aren't they and um I think we I think a lot of people in the industry ourselves included are recognizing the impact on the advisor day that that is having so mm-hmm. when we talk about you know really excitingly you know our, our, you know in any of our leadership huddles and we're really celebrating the success of that that are um being able to automate certain journeys and how easy that makes it for a customer you're kind of then thinking and it's just made your job a little bit harder because that easy contact may have also been a bit of respite in between two very chunky you know resolution focused you know problem solving contacts so it, it really changes that dynamic doesn't it of what your day job is um and again but but then for the role that I'm in and my team are in it you know it it helps us pay the bills because we've got to be there to give them different skills to provide different skills um it's not necessarily just repeat back information you're checking an order there's lots of investigative kind of work definitely feels like you case manage a lot more or you could take some of those contacts home with you if they're difficult ones so yeah I think um yeah like like probably most people um I, I don't think I don't think contact centers are that different they've just got different badges on them lots of the time I think we've all got got similar challenges and similar like thought process at the moment is there anything that gets in the way of you doing more of what you'd like to do um some t- like time and sample size um is always uh, a bone of contention because we spend we we spend a lot of time in our team develop working with our business intelligence teams working with our mi teams to get to actionable insight and data all of the time because time is so precious um team managers coaching investment time all of that is is so is so precious so you want to make sure that that 30 minutes 45 minutes is the time that really makes a difference and is going to make a difference for that advisor um you can't you know we can't boil the ocean and as I said a, a few minutes ago contact centers are such measured environments you could literally sit in front of your KPIs and be like I have no clue where to start like what what yeah. is this even telling me so lots of the work that we do is very much behind the scenes making sure that that our data tells the right narrative to point a team manager or a colleague in the right direction of what they need to work on so that that investment time can be as as well spent as possible. Um, And we are largely as a quality function in Sainsbury's still in that space of retrospective reviews of of performance. We're not 
we're not doing as much forward focus analytical stuff as we'd want to and as our strategy will get us there um so i think yeah i think that's something that it would step us on even further not saying it gets in the way because i'm very optimistic and i think we do a great job but um it would definitely step us on further if we were a little bit more um ha had a bigger sample size reviewing more contacts more trends and themes that sort of thing yeah brilliant okay and so how does being part of the community help you develop or learn new ideas or yeah yeah. Honestly, it so does, Alison, because I think um, for me in, in this role, I, I'm on my own in this role in Sainsbury's. And I think there's probably a lot of people in the forum who are who are the planning manager or the quality manager or, you know, the performance manager from their business. And as I've said, we, we I, I know from my time in outsource that you work with a lot of different contact centers and we have a lot of similar challenges. Um, so having an, a second brain, a third brain, or sometimes a forum event full of brains to kind of go, oh, we've tried this, and it gives you a little bit of confidence, or you get a bit of a lesson learned from somebody else, That that's really helpful. Um, the best practice guides are like, you know, guilty pleasure of mine, absolutely love them. <laughs> I find them so useful, because they really do just summarize those like little niggles that you've had where you're like, oh, I wonder, wonder what the world is thinking or saying about this. And I think that they're, they're honestly one of the best things that the forum does is those best practice guides. So that I find really helpful. Um, and the sessions um, to join nearly every session I will leave with someone saying can we swap emails like what we talked about in that breakout group really resonated with me and it's just a little chin wag afterwards like the word community I think just sums it up it's a little chin wag with somebody who is is just like-minded and maybe has like yeah some of those same um same thinking processes or or is even innovating or being a bit bold and you can think I've got permission to do that too then so yeah, yeah. I find it massively helpful yeah it, it it's those conversations are so important and it's some of it is that reassurance that you're not on your own and, and yeah. others are facing the same issues and some of it is oh they've come up with something that I yeah. use yeah we officially call that sharing best practice but it's um stealing other people's ideas yeah yeah, definitely. Brilliant. Thank you. And and do you have any tips for anybody who would like to progress in their career? Um, I mean, always. It's hard work. You know, you don't get anything in life that that's worth it that easily. So, um, I guess for me, I. I've always been somebody who is very optimistic so I'll always see something as an opportunity as opposed to like you know we we come up against a lot of we lift the bonnet on things don't we in contact centers and it's like oh you know that's a little bit broken that's a little bit broken they're all just opportunities for you to make a difference and I've, I've I think that's something that I would recommend to people to really see something as as what could you do what can you bring to that party and quite often just how you you know tackle a challenge or raise a challenge and um or, or see see one of those opportunities and how you deal with it can can lead to future roles and people thinking oh we didn't you know that that now is an area of our business we need someone to look after be responsible for and your role grows and grows and grows and and so does your skill set um but yeah i think um because of the 
again very relevant to to contact centers because of the diverse you know range of, of roles and different business functions that we always have it's just having a real teamship i think would be a recommendation for me because you can't do anything really on your own and i think if you try and be that lone hero who's just thinking about their own career and just thinking about i'm going to get on and i'm going to you know take this on myself you're not you're not going to achieve what you want to achieve. And I think people will, will recognize your ability to work with others and collaborate and share and teamship will be recognized um, and will often have, have people wanting to work with you, for you. And definitely for me, that's been something that, that I've always kind of treated with the respect that I think it's, it's, it's owed. Brilliant. Thanks, Steph. Thank you for your time today. That's been really interesting. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Again. Yes. <laughs>